Good morning, everybody. Appreciate you guys all being here. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking in Cars with DJs, a subset of the Talking Trek podcast, as we are here to celebrate the brand new arc of the brand new year with brand new content. Snicker, snicker. Uh, I am your friendly neighborhood cat person, Ultimate DJs, wishing you good morning. Uh, we are joined by Griffin on the stage. Bubba Joe will be here uh, momentarily, I, I hope. Um, but I wanted to spend a few minutes with you this morning. Uh, we probably don't need as much time to talk about what is happening with this arc, but we will go over what we do know and, uh, and talk about what is coming in the January arc. Uh, first of all, Griffin, it does feel very much like an arc one usually does a little bit slower, a little bit of a ramp up. Um, you know, we see the expansion, which is not really new. We see new hostels, which are not really new. Um, we see a new loop, which is not really new. So, uh, we'll see how this thing kind of ramps up this month and hopefully we'll see some exciting new content as we, uh, dive deeper into the enterprise IP. But, uh, what we do see this month are the introduction of the new Zindi hostels, the Delphi expanse. And uh, Trip Tucker and T'Pol as your officers, new Exborg faction reputation, new Exborg um, currencies, and new Exborg favors. And we'll dive into those uh, as we uh, proceed here this morning. So first of all, uh, I'm going to save the officers for when Bubba Joe gets here. And again, I'm not watching my screen very well because I'm driving in terrible weather. So Griffin, if Bubba pops in or... Uh, if you want to shoot him a message just to kind of interject when he does get here, that way I know when he's here because I know that he's going to want to talk about the officers. So I will hold my commentary on the officers for when Bubba Joe arrives. Let's first talk about the new loop, the Delphi Expanse, new systems out there um, on our 2D map to the west of Cardassian space, uh, I believe is where we're going to see that, Griffin. And uh, we've got a bunch of new systems with a new uh, Zindi Hostel. These things are uh, apparently kind of like uh, maybe the freebooters, uh, or at least how they were intended to be. Very difficult hostels with a go-home cannon, but it is going to require some research. And when I say research, I mean the new favors uh, that are available in the export tree. Now, Shiny says the new export store looks pretty decent, and I'm not going to necessarily knock the content. Uh, I just feel like it's more, you know, non-original, non-new, you know, I feel like it's not creative. Now, are the buffs good? Are the researches and the favors good? Then, cool. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. There are some efficiencies in there, um, and that is always good. There's some repair costs in there. There is one new, smaller piece of new tech this month, which is called Repair Tech. I am somewhat interested in seeing how this actually works. Um, but what this is going to do, Griffin, is allow your ships to repair their hull during battle. Now, I believe that the idea behind this, Griffin, is to uh, help try to find a way to prolong battle. Scopely has been on uh, a mission here over the last six months to try to salvage their battle engine. And when I say try to salvage it, it's pretty much that we're at end of life with this. Everything ends in one or two rounds. And there's no benefits to firing patterns. There's no strategy to crewing anymore. So in this wake of overload of damage output, trying to find ways to extend battle is of, of paramount importance to Scopely. And this is the first 
uh, item that we may see that actually could potentially have some impact on that, which is extending battle. Um, and that will be basically increasing your whole health as battle goes on. Uh, it will not extend your bat your whole health beyond what the ship's capabilities are, but as you take whole damage, then it should uh, come in and regenerate some of that hull as battle proceeds, which is the first time that anything like that has ever happened with hull. We have seen it with shield, uh, shield overcharge or uh, shield recycling rather that doesn't work. Uh, but we've also seen it uh, with the other, I think it was the Titan research where it does work. Uh, and that works just with shield, but nothing for hull. And this is the first introduction of that. So that is a favor. One of the other favors that uh, is somewhat new is going to be prime crit, or not prime crit floor. There is a prime for that, but also crit floor damage is a new favor, which we're going to talk about in conjunction with the officers coming up here shortly. Uh, we see these new hostels, and they are the base floor or the or the ground zero for a new loop. That new loop is going to be killing these hostels picking up Zindi scraps and then bringing them into a refinery that is going to be inside your export faction store where you will earn the uh, new currencies in the export faction. Now, what we have now, as far as export credits, we're going to now refer to those as common. Okay. We're going to refer to those as common export credits because introduction uh, introducing this month, three new rarities, of those will be uncommon, rare, and epic export credits on top of what we already have now. So we'll just kind of refer to those as traditional or common export credits. A lot of the favors and bundles in the new export faction expansion are going to require uncommon, rare, and epic. When you go in and uh, turn in these Zindi scraps, you are going to see um, a redemption, which will guarantee you regular or common export credits. You will also see a guarantee on uncommon export credits with a chance at rare and epic. All right, so those are not going to be guaranteed throughout the day uh, or throughout your refines. But those credits, all four varieties, will be used to work up on these favors and uh, some of the other bundles that are available for materials, for Ben and Tech, officers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this particular form of these extra rarities are going to be able to be traded down, but not traded up. So meaning that if you get a nice, healthy supply of rare or epic, and you're not needing those uh, at this particular time, then they can be traded down for uncommon or regular common export credits for you to be able to work on some of the earlier stages of this content. Obviously, as you progress deeper into the favors, then their requirements will escalate in the form of rare and epic uh, export credits. So that <laughs> is about as simple as I can put it. All right. Are there questions about that? I'll look in the chat, uh, for a moment. Are there questions about that loop? Because again, it's not very new. It's not very reimagined. You just kill hostels, take the loot, refine it, use those refined materials for, uh, favors and, or extra reward bundles in the store. Now, not to not to turn up a nose at some of those bundles. Some of those bundles do look pretty good. We see Voyager officer sourcing. We see materials. We see forbidden tech materials, which I'm glad to see. 
Um, so you're going to see some tear up catalysts and uh, things like that for forbidden tech that are in there. We're also going to see some artifact currency. So I'm not displeased with the variety of currency that we see in the export store. It does seem that there is going to be plenty of selection, plenty of choice involved in what it is that you take as a reward out of this export faction. Again, I'm just somewhat maybe disappointed with the with the loop, you know. Griffin, in looking at this, and I see already in the chat people are talking about, oh, new hostels, more grind, yay, exciting. Um, that is honestly not dissimilar to the feeling that I kind of have about this. Another hostel, another loop. Um, and it just doesn't seem exciting, new, or fresh. Um, when you're looking at the rewards that are available in the board store, how does that make you feel? Does this feel worth it? So, DJ, I'm confused. You got really excited over the Voyager loop because you had to figure it out. Have you looked at these hostels yet? No, I have seen no data on these hostels right, other so, than what some okay. players... So let me, let me, give it, let me get, summarize for you in, in 10 seconds, okay? You now no longer have any shields and you cannot do criticals. What's your go-to crew? Pal. Uh, you die in round one. Well, then it's got to be Don't critical damage output, right? Don't you think this is going to be a puzzle you're going to have to invest in trying to figure out, is this old crew going to work, or is this officer that I haven't used in a couple of years? Like, I'm not saying I'm looking forward to another grind. I'm not. That's that's not my position. It's never been my position. But at least I'm feeling challenged to come up with something a little bit different to try and attack these hostels. So what we know is that these hostels are going to kill you in round one unless you get the uh, particle beam delay favor out of the export store. These things will kill you at the end of round one. So what is it that we're seeing as an early, maybe what does, what sticks out in our head early, Bubba Joe, as a crew that players should maybe be starting to think about? Is it damage output? Obviously it cannot be defense. Well, it cannot be mitigation. It's going to have to be damage focused, right? Well, so the very first thing is, is you can't put Hugh below decks. Because if you do, you will do no damage output. If you put... Oh, so these... Are these hostels built with a native crit reducer? Oh, so you're you're looking at normal damage. So using critical, using hull breach on these is not uh, a feasible way to go. That's very, very interesting, given some of the other things that they've done this month, Bubba. Um, we'll circle back and talk about uh, some of the other critical chance and critical damage uh, changes that we see this month. But uh, so no crit. So it can't even really be primarily focused on damage output. So now we might be transitioning over to looking at something like extra shots, like the old hairy mud uh, or something like that, trying to increase damage in a traditional non-critical form, right? Exactly. And so, like, I think that, I mean, once you figure it out or once you get the delay prime, it's going to open up more options. But at least out of the gate, I am being challenged creatively to attack these hostels. Now, someone in the chat mentions, what about you once you start working on the critical floor? I would imagine that this is a very short term thought process as you and Holbreach will become potentially uh, fine again once you begin working on the crit floor. Is that accurate? Well, I think we have a lot of science to figure out as it relates to the crit floor and whole breach, right? So if I have a crit floor at 100% and then I add whole breach, do I get 
Or does it take my actual critical, which might be 20%, and multiply that by 75% and then reset the floor, floor to a, whatever your floor is? So I think we have some science to go do to figure out exactly how all of this, the floor interacts with other critical boosts. Very, very interesting. Okay, so we'll definitely have to look into that, uh, and that will be the subject of some testing. What we're speaking about with this critical floor is uh, some changes that Scopely has introduced this month, and I know some of them are somewhat polarizing. Uh, some of them are going to be uh, distasteful to some players, and other players are probably going to look at this in a satisfactory light. But what we are referring to is finally, after months, if not over a year, Bubba, of a solution being offered to uh, the side effect of zero damage critical shots introduced by the Bajoran Favors and Damar. What has happened, what players have seen in the past, are when they build up a critical, if they're going against an anti-critical uh, opponent, or even against, uh, say, for example, attacking a base with ships in dock, referring to the Bajoran Favors, when you get to a critical shot, it would be zeroed out. Your critical damage bonus would be zeroed, resulting in an actual critical shot that shows no damage. So what they have uh, done here this month is introduced two ways to increase that, what we're going to refer to as a critical damage floor. One of them is free-to-play, albeit uh, somewhat grindy, and the other is pay-to-skip-the-grind and accomplish it now with a new prime critical floor. Each of these are worth up to 100% crit damage, meaning that if you buy the prime and you work on all five levels of the favor, you could eventually have a prime or have a critical damage floor of 200%. Free-to-play players, after a significant amount of time and investment and grind with these new uh, Delphi Expanse hostels, the new Zindi hostels, are going to result in a 100% critical damage floor. Bubba basically guaranteeing that zero damage criticals no longer happen. At the core of the issue is, regardless of any kind of a critical reduction crew, if you get that favor to 100%, then you are guaranteed a normal shot from this point forward. But Bubba, you have a lot of mixed feelings about this critical damage floor. Obviously, the critical damage floor needed to happen, but you're questioning the method of deployment. Yes. So so you pointed out a couple of different ways that critical damage can go to zero, right? And we have a new one this month. We have two new ones with the, this month with Hostels and with, with Trip, which I'm sure you haven't talked about yet, and we'll get to in just a second. But I think that the problem with this, there's a couple of different problems. The biggest one I have is that you said free-to-play is going to be able to access it. You need to amend that. Free-to-play that are Ops 40+. Plus. And now, instead of having this be a Court of Q Bajoran Favors problem that you have at advanced levels, now you're going to introduce zero damage criticals to the people that are in G3 still with trip. And so now they have no ability to combat that other than to do a $100 pack purchase of that prime. So I am very upset, very upset that this, this bug fix, which is, let's be honest, that's what this is. This bug fix is being monetized, whether it's in in-game currency 
or with actual real dollars. And this is, in my opinion, the most ridiculous thing they've ever done. They created a problem. It is actually a bug. It should not happen. Critical damage should never be zero. And now they're going to charge you for the fix. And not only are they going to charge you, they are going to expand the problem. And those players don't even have an avenue to get it. What Bubba is referring to, of course, is the fact that the export expansion is indeed 40 plus, meaning that the critical damage floor is not going to be available to somebody 39 and down, meaning that their problems have uh, not been addressed with regards to Bajoran favors and Damar, but are now being expanded upon by the uh, crit damage reduction agent of Epic Trip Tucker, which we will talk about. You're right, Bubba. I saved the officers for you because I knew that was going to set you off. Um, what we are seeing now is another tool at reducing critical damage uh, available for players. And what Bubba is referring to is that for players off 39 and down, they have still to this day no way of combating that. Now, Bubba, one argument would be that nobody. And let's be realistic here real quick. Ops 39 and down don't have massive critical bonuses to begin with. So a tier two trip may just completely negate all of their criticals out of the gate. Whereas a tier two trip isn't going to do a lot to people that are actually going to be able to get this floor. So uh, now one may argue, Bubba, that up until this point, nobody's been able to really counter the zero damage thing. We've had to do it in other forms. We've had to take focus away from crits. We've had to move to uh, traditional shot officers. I mean, up until this point, players have found ways to combat the zero crit shot in base rating and PvP. Is it, is it fair to assume that 39 and down could continue to utilize those similar styles of strategy until they become of a level that can benefit from these favors. Is that fair? Well, sure. I mean, they can use utilize those strategies as long as they're not trying to fly an interceptor, right? I mean, this this is the this is the reality of PVP is critical damage strip. We talked about it on the last show. And if you are not doing criticals, you are you are basically handcuffing your ability to do damage. Now, in base defense, kind of people have said, okay, well, I'll just try and do regular damage and I'll just nod your ships until they go away. And in, but you know, you're talking about Damar. Damar isn't even like the worst thing. Now it is for G3 and lower, but not for G4, not for G5. That's where the Court of Q building comes in. And that's the big catalyst to getting people to zero critical damage. So that's, you know, this is the problem is that they've created this, this effect. And there's no way anyone looked at that and said, yeah, criticals should do zero damage. This thing that may only happen one out of every eight shots and is going to give you a damage boost is now going to give you a damage detriment. There's no way anybody in game design could have said, yes, this is exactly where we want to be. Just like there's nobody in game design that said Tyke should have been the way he should have been. Like, these are bugs. These are critical game design bugs and now they're like but we've introduced a bug just like we've introduced a localization problem or we've introduced a button that doesn't work or we've introduced a mission that doesn't trigger the next mission now we want you to pay for those bugs because we can't figure out other ways to monetize this game now let me turn the script on you a little bit bubba joe and ask as a player who has invested heavily in the court of q 
does critical damage floor upset you as now the court of Q building is rendered it's kind of neutered now there are plenty of other reasons to like the court of Q building the fact that i could take and hit a level 50 and have them do zero damage criticals was cute it was a novelty it was not something that was like i feel like i have to have this advantage because against someone who is my level that has a similar level of court of Q. I'm not zeroing out their critical. So it was a novelty. It was a, well, look at that. Isn't that funny? Isn't that cute? Or if I was going at someone my level who has not leveled up their court of Q and they didn't realize that it gave this advantage, it allows them the opportunity to upgrade their building to combat this, this effect. But it's not like, it, to me, zero damage criticals is a novelty. It really was. It wasn't something that I was like, I am investing in this to turn your damage, your critical damage off. Like that never entered my mind. Maybe it did other players, but for me, it was a ha ha. This is funny novelty. Okay, so we're not seeing any major concern regarding Court of Q. Uh, then would it not be fair to to summarize that the critical damage floor is a necessary piece of gameplay, and and because it's available free to play at Ops Forty, and let's not. And and while I understand what you're saying about 39 and down, we can also, and, and obviously we can acknowledge that there are newer servers, that there are players still in G3, but the vast majority, the, the largest percentage breakdown of player in this game is now G4. Is it unfair that this critical damage floor favor, being free to play, being grindable, do you find it unfair that it is Ops 40 plus? So I, I, I would love to actually get some numbers, not that we ever will from Scopely, but I'd love to get some numbers because I don't think that your assertion is correct. I don't think the vast majority of players are 40 plus. I think the vast majority of players, I think the majority, maybe not the vast majority, are still sub 4G4. Well, let's just operate under the assumption that a slight majority of players are G4 plus. The problem is, is that the zero damage critical was exhibiting basically in two situations. One, when you were punching against somebody with a significantly lower court of Q, whether that's being limited by ops or that's just you haven't invested in that. Either way, that was one of the situations and the other was base defense, right? In the base defense, we'd all kind of gotten around and said, okay, well, it doesn't really matter. You know, we've got these other tools for base defense. We've got these other tools for base attack. We will just try and mitigate this some other way. And maybe criticals coming back to that too with a floor, maybe that changes that equation a little bit. Not really upset about that. But again, I'm not a base raider, so I'm not going to be very upset about that. The problem is, is that now they are introducing a new officer that is going to be available to all players. You're going to have access to unlocking this officer this month. And that officer is going to exaggerate this problem for all ops levels. It's not going to be a novelty. It is going to be a reality for some players, and they are not going to have access to the tools to fix it unless they drop $100. All right, fair enough. And and we'll kind of cap with that just given our time restraints this morning. Not as much time to really dive in and have full conversations like we might normally have on the podcast, which we will further dive into on Wednesday. But uh, let's transition now to other crit influencers, Bubba Joe, and take a look at our new officers this month. Now, we can talk about Tupal in a moment, who is a mining officer. But let's take a look first 
at Epic Trip Tucker. Uh, Commander Tucker, uh, chief engineer of the NX-01, he is a below-deck Epic officer, meaning he does not have a captain's maneuver. His officer ability is this crit reduction agent. Now, Bubba, why does this concern you? Um, because one of the big comments, and and I don't mean to be yin to your yang this morning. I'm I'm kind of just poking the bear a little bit so we can explore all the all the facets of this. But one of the big comments that we've had for several months is there is too much crit damage, right? That's one of the big things. I feel like <clears throat> the despite the fact that it looks uh, kind of uh, polar opposite of what we need with critical damage floor. That was a completely and totally separate bug. So I'm pleased that they have introduced a way to set that floor because that will solve a problem with this game. But at the same time, on the upper end of that scale, by introducing favors, for example, that repair your hull uh, throughout battle and introducing abilities that are going to reduce critical damage bonus I feel like Scopely is actually moving in the right direction when it comes to damage output. Why are you not a fan of Trip Tucker? Because he's no good. Explain. If you're G if you're G3 and your critical damage bonus is 150 or 165% or something like that, he is going to be devastating to you. Okay. But we were not talking about G3 players ending the battle in round one. In fact, well, you and I have often referred to as the glory days of, G of PvP being G3 combat because you had ships that could combat each other. You had crews that were kind of like working the triangle, and you, you didn't have Freeman. You didn't have Honor Guard Warp. You didn't have all these broken things that are you know breaking PvP in this game. So what you have done is said, okay, well, we're going to just completely devastate the one aspect of PvP that's actually still kind of good, and at the same time, not address the problem of G5 and G6 combat in terms of dealing with their critical damage. Because what happens is this doesn't trigger on the first hit. Your first hit is still full power. If this was a start of round trigger and affected all of your shots and then a start around the second round and it continued on, that would be a little bit different. It might be sort of effective. But we've seen in these one-round battles, that first hit drops your shields. And so even if my critical damage goes down a teeny tiny little bit, it's all i got to do is take out your hole. And if you're running Trip Tucker against me, you don't have the ability to win the, the battle in round one. You are not going to have a crew that allows you to win in round one or probably even round two. So while you might be slightly reducing my ability to kill you in one round, you're going to have no ability to actually kill me before I can actually whittle away the last bits of your hole just by doing normal damage. So we look at the officer ability of Tucker and think, okay, maybe this is an interesting idea. Maybe with some tweaks, it could be good. Maybe it is a first step. You know, one of the first things that I had mentioned, uh, Bubba, to you when I saw this is this does not look like a viable substitute for a PvP officer, right? Like if I'm looking at Carol Freeman and Honor Guard Wharf and Lorca, this doesn't, I don't see Tucker being a viable enough replacement for anybody's PvP crew. That being said, well, let's go ahead. We can we we can say he's better than Ikotica. 
Okay. <laughs> He's better than a Katsuka. Fair enough. Now, let me, let me turn our attention then to his below deck ability, which may have a higher value to some players. Now, I know that we've got uh, players like Neelix. We've got players like Tuvok. Uh, we've got players like, uh, or cards rather, officers like the doctor. All right. I look at his below deck ability and I wonder if that not, if that wasn't maybe what this officer's draw was supposed to be. I understand the diversity in making his bridge officer PVP and making his below deck uh, ability PVE. But personally, I think I actually find more value in his below deck ability. Is this uh, ability epic worthy? of trip tucker uh you're gonna have to remind me of what is below deck ability that's how much i cared about it <laughs> well maybe you won't it is herogen and species 8472 loot boost um yeah no i mean i'm sure there are people that are still engaging in the voyager loop and will find this useful but i'm not one of them all right. Well, that's going to be up to the player base to decide. And actually, kind of what I had mentioned in my video was actually just that, Bubba Joe. I hope that the mediocrity of these officers, because again, listen, I like the below deck ability of Tucker. I don't know. I don't know that it's epic worthy, but I do like it. You know what I'm saying? So I hope that this officer not being a smash down, bang up officer ability. I hope it doesn't deter from the sourcing plan that we're going to see this month because Bubba, as we were both kind of excited to see, we are seeing the return of seven of nine sourcing in which one super heroic milestone will be able to source and unlock this month. I know that it took Scopely a little time to circle back around to this thing, but this has to be a highlight of the month, right? Well, so, yes and no. I am a huge fan of this sourcing. So that is absolutely A+. Plus. I'm excited. I'm sure the milestones will be worse. Fine. They, they are what they are. I'm not going to die on that hill anymore. Okay? I'm just not. Not, not unless they get just even more outrageous than, than you know, like a, if they, like, tripled them or something ridiculous. But I'm a little... Like, so that means that if I do all three auctions, I can get them to level two. Like with the, not auctions, the SMSs. With auctions, I had a chance to get an officer to like level three or, you know, or, you know, partway, you know, like, I just feel like this is like at level two, trip is really bad still, like unless you're G3. And so coming at this from the perspective of where I'm at, like, even if I was G5 or even if I was high level G4, Trip doesn't seem like that's going to be very effective unless you're fighting against a Pylum. And even then, like, I just don't know that he's going to be that useful officer, maybe as a below deck. And so I like want more shards of him. I don't want to get locked into 300 shards of him. I want to have the chance to have gotten more shards this month. And, it, and I don't. So I'm a little bummed by that. Fair enough. Um, I think that that is a perspective that may differ throughout the community. You and I have had spirited debates, Doctor, uh, for example, or Pick Dev and their loot ability. And you've never been a, a super huge fan of little bits of loot boost. Uh, but I do feel like the community 
and myself might be a little bit more excited about that. I do see in the chat that any boost of species 8472 biotoxins is a good thing. Any boost of biotoxins is going to allow for more opportunity at, at messages and faction credits and so forth uh, to the point where I kind of hope to see uh, an increased redeem of faction messages here before too long because some players are starting to build up quite a bank of those things. But uh, looking at the chat, let me just ask the community, when you're looking at the percentages of loot boost against Herogen and against 8472, let me ask an obvious question that may not be so obvious. When we talk about adding new hostels, we talk about adding new loops, we talk about adding more grind. When we see this officer that does legitimately reduce that grind in another loop, does that not actually satisfy us? Because for me, I don't see any benefit in Trip Tucker as a bridge officer at all. Okay, I really don't. But I do, I, I am wondering if I am going to chase him this month <clears throat> as a below deck officer. And that's what's got me a little bit puzzled, Bubba, because I don't know if he's worth being the status of an epic. But at the same time, it does provide me an avenue of reducing grind in other areas of the game so that maybe, crazy enough, net-net this month, we might not actually end up with more grind. You know what I'm saying? Like, we might actually be able to... Per I, I, I use grind in a quantitative form, but I don't mean to. I'm just saying, listen, with the acquisition of this officer, if I can re reduce Herogen grinding and reduce 8472 grinding then does that not compensate for the introduction of the Zindi hostels? Well, I mean, that's that's a fair point, I guess. Um, so again, I think that it all depends on where you are in your Voyager engagement. I'm sure there are players that are still uh, either unable to take their Voyager to the, the apex of where it's at or have camped out and are happy with where they're at and getting acquisition of artifacts and whatnot. Um, but I think that, you know, sure, more loot for that loop is going to be useful. But I think you're underselling. So there is going to be a group of players that Trip Tucker is going to be the end-all, be-all of PvP crews. Now, I think it's a fairly narrow group, and I think it's punishing the wrong group of players and doing nothing to address the single-round PvP problem. But there are a group of players that Trip Tucker is going to be the be-all, is going to be a part of every PvP the crew they make until they level up to a certain point. And so I think that for you and me, Tucker's not going to be very useful. And you and me is where the problem was. Again, G3 players were not necessarily ending the battle in round one, maybe on some edge cases, but it was not as unbalanced in, in G3 as it was in G5 and G6 and, and at the higher ends of G4. So I think that Trip Tucker is going to have more of an impact. It's just going to have an impact on a very narrow group of people. And how that's going to facilitate itself, I don't know, because their combat wasn't as broken as ours. Right. Well, you know, and, and I see what Medic says, too. You know, when you talk about an officer that can have this kind of an impact, you know, making... Again, this kind of comes back to what I said about making him epic. I feel like he would have been a little bit more rare worthy. Um, but I, I guess we will see. You know, that that's one thing where testing is going to have to come into play. We're also going to have to very fully investigate this critical damage floor and find out what's going on with that. 
uh, and how whole breach is going to uh, impact that. We're definitely going to have to look. Now, I do see a lot of people out there talking about their grind uh, of the Zindi hostels looking pretty dismal here up front. And again, I remind you this coming straight from Game Design's uh, mouth that like any and all loops, it's going to take us a little bit of time to ramp up. Obviously, the favors are going to assist us, uh, but it's going to take a little bit of time to ramp up. This is actually, uh, you know, people misinterpreted my hint on Sunday's show, Bubba Joe. You know, people thought everybody was getting hazards. I was actually poking a little bit of fun at you, meaning that people were misinterpreting my hint uh, on Sunday, Bubba Joe, that everybody was getting hazards. I was actually poking a little bit of fun at you with that hint in that the only way to progress in the Zindi loop is to go up there and die repeatedly, you know, which is <laughs> which is kind of a joke because of how you feel about hazards. But in order that Bubba, do you see the similarity in the hazard daily as compared to the Zindi? progression you have to go up there you have to get this scrap you are going to die repeatedly and and dozens and hundreds of times in order for you to earn the currency for you to start working on a defense for these zindi hostels you hated this model with hazards is it more acceptable in this realm because you're not having to pay for other bigger ships or pay for ops progression is this a more acceptable form that you're starting at ground zero? You're going to have to go and die to the Zindi hostels before you can earn the currency necessary to build up a defense. So again, I have to see the loop. I have to see the hostels. I have to see what it feels like. You know, I, it does not sound appealing at the moment. Um, but it is, you know, I, I want to see, you know, if I have to kill, because of my ops level, if I have to kill 500 hostiles to get a single redeem, I'm going to be a little upset, even with whatever bonuses I can get from favors. Um, I, as a higher spend player, am going to be interested to see what options I have to shortcut that loop, right? Can I jump to the middle of this loop without having to go through the pain of dying 800 times? Maybe I only have to die 100 times and I can get to somewhere where it can turn into something that's actually kind of tolerable. So, but if there's nothing, there's no shortcutting of that, which we all know Scopely is not going to do that. There's going to be shortcutting. Um, by the way, the critical floor is something that helps with that, right? So you can still run Hue if you want. So I think it will be interesting to see um, how all this actually manifests and what the levels are. If they've set it such that, all right, you're beginning out, everyone's at the same level everyone has to kind of do the same level of pain kill a couple of ships for a redeem but since we don't have a ship um it would have to be i guess based on reputation level of exporg maybe so i guess it will really depend on what that looks like and what that grind looks like my fear is that this is going to be bajoran all over again and this is screw over the whales and make it awesome for the 40s. That's my fear, is that that's what this is. Canine Tooth has already pointed out that he had to kill 51 hostiles to get a double pull. Um, however, I I was told by Game Design, Bubba, that the single pull should be significantly less than that. Significantly less. As a matter of fact, they told us between 5 and 10 hostiles for a single pull. Now, this kind of, again, comes to when we look at a single pull, 
looks at the double pull as a stretch goal. I'm I'm curious if if anybody has been able to substantiate that. K9 Tooth, as you're looking at your double pull, how many hostels would it have required to do the single? Because again, I urge everybody to remember that the double or anything higher would be considered a stretch goal to get engaged in this loop. We should always be looking at least initially at that first at that first chest. So uh, I'm curious if five to ten hostels are going to be fine. Adam Rambles says, you know, add a little bit of boost from these favors and it's going to be absolutely fine. But again, we are looking at a little bit of a ramp up and I remind everybody of that. Now, uh, regarding the epic sourcing, I know that free to play are not going to be super happy about hearing this, but I did not include one piece of information in the video. So here is one exclusive nugget that you are going to get from this uh, from this talking in cars. We had mentioned in the video that there will be eight milestones in each of the three heroic solo milestones, Bubba Joe, meaning that the first four milestones were going to be traditional paired SMS, and the last four were going to be the super heroic getting you all the way up to the full unlock, right? What I am prepared to share with you based on the information that has been provided uh, from design is that the first four milestones being a traditional paired SMS, if you complete the first four milestones all three weekends and give 100% engagement to all the events, including the $100 battle pass. All right, so again, not free to play. But if you don't have the materials to do the big ones, Bubba Joe, then the $100 battle pass pack, completion of the battle pass, all missions, events, and completion of the first four milestones all three weekends will also secure your unlock. So there is a secondary path where you don't have to go to the super heroic path. Uh, this takes me back to 4 of 11, takes me back to 11 of 11, takes me back to Quark, uh, takes me back to, uh, uh, oh gosh, the other Ferengi uh, base cracker ROM, where $100 and typical event engagement will unlock that officer. So I do want to make people aware of that particular uh, uh, method of sourcing as well that you don't have to go into the super heroic. You can do $100 and completion of the three standard solo milestones and still unlock that officer. Now, I do see pe people are reacting negatively in the chat to that. I'm not exactly sure that you should. We actually asked for a secondary option. <laughs> All right, so be a little bit careful, guys. Uh, I know that a lot of people don't agree with the $400 valuation of an officer, okay? but um, the fact that you can do standard events and get the officer for $100, which is your battle pass, by the way, uh, that is not the worst we've ever seen, in fairness. I mean, I'm not trying to chill, but that's really not the worst we've ever seen. So uh, there is a secondary method if you wanted to spend a little bit of money. Obviously, I believe that if you look at either the $100 path or you look at the super heroic path, Either way, a majority of players are going to be spending a little bit of something on this officer if indeed you find him to be worth it because, again, $400 worth of game currency, that's a lot of freaking materials. I mean, that's a lot of materials. So I don't see very many people doing that free-to-play. But, uh, again, that possibility does 
in fact exist. So you've got a couple of different ways that you can look at sourcing this officer this month. And at least regarding the path of options, Bubba Joe, uh, we, we may not be happy with the price tag. We've said this before. Go to Walmart, don't like the price of a lounge chair, you don't buy it. At least we have a couple of different options this month. You may not like any of them, but at least you can look and see which one or if any uh, are viable for you and worth it to you. And you've got at least a selection there. Okay. So, but again, I do got to come back. I do kind of come back to what divine says and says $400 for trip Tucker. That seems like a pass. That is honestly where I am kind of struggling right now. I don't know if he's epic worthy in my mind, but nonetheless, that is a decision that all of us are going to have to make as time moves forward. Um, uh, request the, no, there is a $20 also, but there's always the $100 battle pass option. And that's what they're saying. There's going to be enough shards in the $100 battle pass option that will cap you out if you do 100% participation in the standard series of events throughout the month. So if you do the $20, then it's not guaranteed that you would unlock trip. But if you do the $100 one, there will be extra shards in there that supplement your total. Okay. So there you go. Um, there's, there's also one other thing that I would like to point out, um, which I know very little about. We mentioned it in the video, Bubba. I know very, very little about this new recruit token. All right. But we are seeing, I mean, how many people agree that there's a saturation of, of ultra recruit tokens? How many people are holding hundreds of thousands? Or maybe north of a hundred thousand. All right, a lot of people, a lot of people looking at that. Um, no, no, no. Okay, divine. No, technically, trip is not five hundred dollars for a guarantee. Hear what I'm saying. The milestone has eight mile has eight levels. Okay, the 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 heroic milestone will have eight milestones within it. The first four are a traditional paired SMS. I don't know what those things usually cost. What are they? 25, 50 bucks of materials, blah, blah. I don't know. Uh, a traditional paired SMS is the first four levels, okay? The second four levels is what gets you up to the $400, but that also guarantees that unlock. So you could spend $400 worth of game materials and get the unlock in one solo milestone without even using the battle pass, okay? Um, but what they're saying is if you do the first four milestones in each of the three milestones. So that is basically saying if you do three standard paired SMSs, the standard paired SMS, not the super heroic part, but the first four milestones of each of those events and spend $100, then you can do it. Now, let me just ask real quick before we move on to the ultra token. How many people feel like the traditional paired SMS is reasonably obtainable. I feel like, you know, those are usually the ones that we don't fuss too much about. I mean, there is some fussing about it, but those are usually the ones that are, that are reasonable. Unalaska says uh, one through four is typically easy. Ransusi probably very accurately pointing out that it is ops dependent. And I would probably agree with that, especially with the new material scoring. So um, kind of probably that's fair. Okay. That being said, that's what we're talking about. Okay, so I don't want to I don't want to be very, very careful in in after uh, in, in ascertaining that it's going to be five hundred dollars for the unlock. Uh, no, 
It doesn't have to be. You have multiple paths at this unlock of which, you know, the first four milestones plus $100 could do it. Or you can do it with, you know, one singular heroic milestone if, if you wanted to. Okay. So that's kind of what we're looking at that. Now, what I want to mention about these new ultra tokens that we know very little about, uh, I, I should be careful even calling them ultras. I don't think they are. They're going to be called something different. But, Bubba, it stands to reason that these are going to be more valuable and more controlled than ultra tokens because they're going to be putting the brand newest officers in there. And, and I don't even know if this month's officers are going to show up in there. I know very little about this. This is an initiative that they have talked about with sourcing. Bubba, we have complained about post-arc sourcing for a long time. Like, where is Seven of Nine still? Where is Bashir still? Um, things like that. I have a feeling that we're going to see this new recruit token housing some of the newest officers very quickly after their arc. Yeah, I'm not sure that they will launch today. They told me that more information was coming, so that might point us towards a mid-month patch uh, as to when those things will launch. We will have to see, but I have very little information on those as of this time, and if we don't see them in the game, then it's very, very likely that uh, that may be a mid-month thing, so we'll have to get you more information on that as we move forward. Ransusi says, ha, 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 you're being clever, boy. Can you go over to Paul Sourcing? Sure can. Uh, T'Pol does not have a guaranteed unlock this month. T'Pol Sourcing will show up in the weekend ticketed event meta. Uh, she also has some shards in the battle pass and a few missions, but a full unlock is not guaranteed on T'Pol at this time. We have been uh, working with them on trying to find other ways that we might be able to throw some T'Pol shards in there, but a guaranteed unlock is not uh, a promise at this time. Okay, I think with that, uh, I'm going to have to get ready to wrap up because I am ready. Uh, I'm here at work and and appreciate you guys bearing with us this morning on this quick paced uh, episode of Talking in Cars. We will, of course, have more tomorrow on Wednesday's show. Uh, we might try to get online tonight on Twitch and take a look at some of these officers. Bubba Joe is actually a little bit more optimistic regarding these new hostels than I might be, but I might be surprised. So we'll get online tonight and we'll take a look at these new hostels, do a little bit of tinkering and see if we can find an optimum crew for tackling these new go-home cannons. We'll take a look at that tonight in Zindi space as well as taking a look at some of the other favors and bonus levels that exist in the new X-Borg tree. I appreciate all of you guys hanging out today. My name is Ultimate DJs. For uh, Talking Trek, this is Talking in Cars with DJs. Appreciate you guys very much for being here. As always, we appreciate you being a part of our live studio audience as Talking Trek is a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. Long live and prosper, everybody. <laughs> we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.